Hello again, and welcome to the Halcyon Entrepreneurs Podcast. This episode, we're joined by Birkhus Bekocilov, investment banker at Freedom Finance, one of the largest investment service institutions in the post-Soviet sphere. Birkhus has also created several Coursera courses with over 25,000 enrollments. He served as analyst at the Tashkent Stock Exchange in Uzbekistan, and he holds an associate license at the Chartered Institute for Securities and Investment. Bechus is definitely one of the best people to talk to and learn from regarding developments in the um, in these emerging markets, these frontier markets that most people uh, don't really address. And he'll also talk, tell us about how we can get in on the action. So let's kick it off with this conversation. So we can set the agenda on sort of how you're still with Freedom Finance, right? So you're an investment banker there. Uh, yeah, I do investment banking and equity research. Right. So, um, and you specialize mostly in Central Asian securities, right? Mostly Uzbekistan? Yes, that's true. Yeah. And can you talk a bit about how, like, um, how your outlook is on the Central Asian market versus, like, other markets, whatever your thoughts are on that? Like, is it, are you more optimistic about uh, Central Asia or Uzbekistan compared to Europe or the U.S.? Um, well, I'm definitely uh, optimistic about the Central Asian market. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Uh, so uh, talking about specific markets. So uh, the most interesting markets we have here, well, of course, it's the Kazakh market and the Uzbek market. So... Uh, what it concerns uh, the Kazakh market, I think it's already uh, has a frontier market status, maybe even emerging. I'm not sure, but so it has already um, already has two well-established stock exchanges, so uh, a Kazakhstan uh, stock exchange and uh, uh, Asana International Exchange. So, for example, Asana International Exchange it has the Nasdaq infrastructure and everything like that. And Kazakhstan Stock Exchange, it already has uh, some American securities listed. They had uh, wonderful IPOs done in Kazakhstan. So the market is pretty, pretty much livable and uh, self-sustaining. Uh, as for Uzbekistan, the um, development here has just started uh, just a couple of years ago. So when um, in 2017, the president has uh, liberalized the um, rules for foreign exchange. So now we can pretty easily uh, convert uh, Uzbek Sims to other currencies. And uh, then uh, from um, 2018, there began some um, IPOs. So uh, the first one were um, uh, some small, key, uh, small scale ones. So there was um, a pretty small IPO of uh, Quartz, the glass manufacturer. And then there was the um, SPO of uh, the Kokant Mechanics uh, factory plant, uh, which um, so, and then there was the, again the SPO of the same quartz, the glass manufacturer, and then the IPO of Jizak Plastics. So the, well, uh, the biggest one of them was the SPO of quartz, which uh, were the underwriter together with portfolio. Um, uh, um, and, uh, and this uh, one, 
this IPO was just uh, one and a half or 1.6 million dollars. So a pretty small transaction compared to international markets. But as far uh, this has been the largest equity uh, capital market public transaction in Uzbekistan. So I'm um, talking about the attractiveness of the market. There are a lot of there are already some established liquid securities. I think it's maximum 10 securities that are liquid in the, uh, this Tashkent Stock Exchange. And there are some that trade on very low uh, multiples, so uh, price to earnings ratio of... So when, when Freedom Finance entered the market, um, there were some uh, very attractive securities with P2E of two, like uh, two, two and a half, so this one's, of course, now they have a little bit uh, bigger P2E because we, what we've done is we've brought the research on them. We went to people and said, hey, look, these are some, uh, some really attractive companies. So, of course, they now cost uh, more. So, and for example, the Kizilcom Cement, so the, uh, one of the largest cement uh, fact, um, producers here, it had, um, I think, a, uh, the price of uh, 1,400 sums back then. And now, uh, so before the, um, so uh, during the dividend rally this year, it reached uh, the price of uh, uh, 2,400, 2,600. And um, wow. yeah, the other interest. How long was that, like the span of the time? Uh, the, okay, so it reached it, I think, in uh, just over a year. Wow. Yeah, the, so we recommended it for buying and kept uh, our buy recommendation and then it reached this price. So our investors got very attractive yields. And then we had uh, uh, Uzbek Commodity Exchange. has been a lot of, um, of interesting news going on around this one. So uh, back then, I think in the end of 2018, so when Freedom Finance entered the market, cost it around um, 6 um I think six thousand to eight. Uh, I think more like to eight, six to eight thousand zooms per share, and now uh, it costs um, around seven thousand zooms uh, per share, uh, and the split in three. So this, uh, wow. yeah. So it tri basically tripled in value, and we've seen uh, we've seen it going up to nine thousand zooms uh, and more. A post split price, so a very, uh, very attractive yield. So there was a lot of interesting news going on around there. Uh, controversies, nearly stock market manipulation, as many were telling, because uh, they when they were closing the basically when they were announcing uh, when the stock would split. What they've done is uh, they said, okay, we're now from this date splitting the stock. And uh, basically, the shareholders that will have that, uh, that will have the stock, well, those are the shareholders that, that were holding the stock one and a half months ago. Mm. So then what the uh, regulator did, so the Capital Markets Development Agency, the Uzbek SEC, so they said, no, you cannot do that. Well, their, then their argument was, okay, we have done it according to the law. Um, because uh, dividend issue is treated basically as dividends in Uzbekistan, according to the law, and the dividends um, date was already announced. 
But then the what the agency did is very interesting precedent. They thought, um, well, it's not. Uh, it, it is by the law basically, but uh, it is not in the uh, how do you call it in the precedent-based jurisdictions. It's not as the um, like. It's not how the law was designed. The law was designed to protect the shareholders, and it doesn't do it uh, in this situation. So you should back off and uh, do it the right way. So then they've did it. Uh, they've done it the right way, and then the stock split was announced uh, like one week uh, before the actual stock split, and then the first time in history the Tashkent Stock Exchange has um, corrected the price. Reflecting the dividend split, uh, the uh, the stock split, because um, before for the quarts in 2019, this was done incorrectly. So the uh, the stock split into and the Tashkent Stock Exchange basically did not uh, correct the price. So it it kept, it just kept falling for two months something because of the, uh, the stock split. Uh, because the Freedom Finance has been telling uh, investors, hey, you should sell some of your shares. The stock is now overvalued because it costs two times more. Uh, and then the other, the general investor public, they saw, oh, the stock uh, price is uh, keeping going down, so we should keep selling. And that basically uh, reflected on the fall of the share price as well below the um, value before the split. So this is, um, so the market has learned it's mistake from this, and now it's developing further. Amazing. Yeah, thanks so much. Can you like elaborate a bit more on like what SPOs are versus IPOs? I think most of us know what IPOs are. It's when a company first lists on the exchange, but uh, how does an SPO differ from that? Yeah, so um, this is very much, conf it's a very confusing thing in Uzbekistan if you think about it. So IPO is the initial public offering. An SPO is a secondary public offering. So um, normally, when you have an IPO, the company attracts additional capital, and uh, in SPO, it already just um, it just uh, so in just a public offering, uh, it could just sell some of its shares to make a profit for the current shareholders of the company. And then you, you can have already, and then you can have an FPO, so a follow-on public offering. Also, oh, yeah. So, okay. oh, so secondary is actually a company that's already listed, selling for more shares. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, so, okay. yeah. If you just um, so uh, on this uh, Tashkin Stock Exchange website, uh, before there was a um, this section called IPOs and SPOs, and now they just uh, renamed it to IPOs, SPOs, um, POs, so just public offerings and. Uh, and government uh, offerings of shares because in Uzbekistan it's everything is pretty much confused all these terms okay. right interesting yeah I mean uh, so what else do you see happening uh, over the year so I mean it's been a very turbulent uh, like year so far right for the markets but I think there's been some very good recovery. Um, after the, yep. the sell-off, right? I mean, it wasn't too drastic of a sell-off compared to, uh, I mean, the, the American markets or the rest of the world. But yeah, I think the... Some good so. Yeah, so uh, 
I think the Uzbek uh, blue, blue chips, as concerning the Uzbek blue chips, I think they fell maximum to 20%. Um, maximum 20% uh, in, Mar in uh, late March, early April. Uh, also on the news of the uh, Uzbek Sum weakening, but Uzbek Sum has weakened on, on only, uh, I think, 8 or 9% compared to like benchmark currencies like uh, Kazakh Tenge and Russian ruble that fell well over 20%. So uh, the, current, uh, the blue chips, they fell and then they recovered uh, pretty quickly. So the market has not really impacted you, them. Yeah. So, oh, so the market is doing how now? Like, uh, I guess, like, compared to the beginning of the year, how? Yeah. So, how has been performing? so overall, the market positive. Yeah, the market uh, market is really positive because of the uh, dividend rally that has uh, happened recently. So the investors got some really attractive yields. So for Kizilcom Cement, they got uh, twenty-three to twenty-five percent of the. Um, stocks price pre-dividend uh, pre rally as dividends. Uh, for Uzmet Combinat, our recent recommendation, which I currently put just a couple months ago, they've got 15% mm -hmm. of the share price as dividends. And uh, this year also um, Uzbek Commodity Exchange got uh, around 20% in the dividends from the stock price. And then uh, we're still waiting for the, our last blue chip, which is just getting listed. So this is a unique situation when we have one blue chip, which is actually traded OTC. So. Oh, right. what is yeah, so it's Ustort Svetmet. So um, uh, this is the. Um, just, so this is a uh, non-ferrous metal producer. Which also, yeah, which gets a scrap, uh, scrap non-ferrous metal and then uh, recycles it. So uh, it's basically almost the same as Uzmet Combinat, but it, uh, Uzmet Combinat is for ferrous metals. So mm -hmm. it was listed. It, it, it was listed a couple years before, but I don't know why it's not listed now. But now they've announced that uh, they have, uh, just the end of this month, they have the shareholders uh, annual gathering and uh, they will be considering uh, the stock for listing. So we're also waiting for some attractive uh, dividends, also around 20% of the uh, stock price, which is, which is actually mentioned in their business plan. And they're planning the same dividend, mm -hmm. basically the same dividends for next year. So you can just buy the stock now and then by the end of next year, you already made 40% on that stock, which is uh, if you compare that to the Uzbek Sum devaluation, so Uzbek Sum devaluates around nine nine 9.6% per year now. Uh, so this will be a pretty attractive gain just in this stock. Mm -hmm. yeah. You, yeah, you know, I was curious about these dividend figures because I saw that and I saw these figures somewhere else and like above 20% for some of them, that, that was pretty remarkable. But so, and these are denominated in, because I saw that it was denominated in U.S. dollars, but I don't know if the dividend was in U.S. dollars. Was that in uh, sums? So it's about twenty percent uh, dividends that are yeah, in they're sums. all paid in sums, and there are some uh, yeah. so uh, some uh, dividend aristocrats. So again, this uh, Uzbek Commodity Exchange has a dividend history uh, 
tracking to, I think, 2008. So mm -hmm. it pays them every year and uh, distributes more than 50% of its uh, uh, earnings to dividends yearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredible. More. Yeah, do you see um, any more IPOs coming soon? Because I, I know that um, I remember there was talks of like maybe the airlines, but of course that's been. Like, yeah, so now, recently, so. yeah, yeah uh, just recently, uh, if you've been following the news, uh, Us Auto Motors, so the, yeah, uh, oh, so right. the um, GM Uzbekistan, as it's been called uh, several years ago, mm -hmm. it had applied for an IPO and announced. Uh, uh, announced them basically the call for underwriters for investment banks to um, basically to sell a 10% of the Uzapti Motors. Okay. So as you know, they have the sales, the their sales in 2019, they've been in billions of dollars. So this is pretty much, a, yeah. uh, this would be the largest uh, public equity capital market transactions so far in this market, and this will be uh, minimum 10 times uh, larger than a, this biggest quartz transaction. Yeah, so this is pretty much a giant, but they have their own problems right now as well. If you've, all, uh, again, been following the news, they've gotten a big fight with the anti-monopoly committee or their margins, yeah. Exactly. And then also the other uh, car manufacturers have entered the market. We should see how that will react on them as well. Yeah, yeah. But how is the because I mean, when when such a large offering happens, like there's an issue of like demand in the market, right? So have there been like a uh, a substantial increase in yeah. the amount of like uh, of investors? No. Yeah. The, the money. The problem the we had. Like, with, yeah. The problem we had with the. With previous public offerings, is that first the companies were not really known. So, for example, the Quartz, now the yeah. basically the our best blue chip, basically which had or two public offerings. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, during the first public offering, it was on, only known to the like residents of like um, of a Kubasai town in Fergana Valley. So the most yeah. uh, most people who bought the stock were actually from Fergana Valley, because they knew the stock. So this oh. was, this what happened in the first public offering, and then it already get, got its name. It had an amazing uh, stock rally after the uh, public offering, and then uh, more people bought it. So, but uh, for uh, for also other public offerings, we had some um, strange uh, some uh, limitations from the government. Uh, the investors, I think, they were only being able to uh, buy zero point one percent or zero point zero five percent of the whole offering per investor. Yeah, so many many large funds they've just told no thanks, we're not coming after like five thousand dollars investment. <laughs> yeah, this has of course allowed uh, the larger amount of shareholders to enter and create liquidity, but at the same time, uh, this this may work for uh, such smaller transactions, but this will definitely not work for Us Auto. So uh, I think on the latest offering, they've already um, changed the restrictions to just 1% of the, of the offering. Okay. 
So, mm, okay. yeah, this is that's yeah. I understand where they're coming from because I guess there's a big fear that like uh, I mean, foreign funds or like or large large investors yeah. could totally buy yeah. up. But what they can, yeah, what they can also do is just, uh, well, uh, place a restriction on one percent of the company, not like one percent of an IPO. So, for example, if we have a IPO, which, well, uh, of a ten percent of the company, then you can buy like a ten percent of an IPO. Of course, there won't be, there won't really be like ten major funds entering the market to buy those auto. I don't see that like right now. So well, there might be one or two, and then. You can see them pretty much active then on the like meetings, etc. So this would be interesting for the market. As for other, um, yeah, other things coming up. So um, haven't really had any news on them, uh, but uh, I think the regulator is still planning on listing some of those. As you know, like. Um, the state assets management uh, management agency, which managed the stocks, uh, so it had uh, just a couple of days ago they removed uh, Kazilkom Cement from their offering. So they were offering thirty five percent, I think, of the stock of Kazilkom Cement for share. Mm. But uh, the problem, yeah, the problem was that it was offered at I think two and a half times uh, more than the market value, and. Yeah, and um, more even than our, basically, our blue sky, uh, uh, I think it was more than our uh, blue sky forecast for, uh, according to a DCF model. So, okay. yeah, and the uh, way... So what? That's, yeah, so... That no, they removed it from the offering uh, because no one wanted to buy it because the, the stock is really liquid and you can just buy it on the market. Yes. And then... Uh, so it does it for almost uh, so for most of the stocks uh, what they so what they basically offer the investors at the Tashkan Stock Exchange website these public offerings they are pretty much overvalued. So uh, this way we don't uh, so you can't really uh, like they have this rule that uh, uh, when they don't see anyone buying the stock. They lower it by ten. Uh, they lower the price by ten percent, and then they can go, uh, go to as much as fifty percent discount. So yeah, we've identified some stocks wow. and uh, looked. There are some really interesting ones, like uh, as doing the, uh, the company wise. Uh, and for some of them, we're just waiting for this fifty percent discount to then to then then basically uh, offer them to the shareholders. But this may last for i don't know like a year and a year and a half or two years oh so discount is open yeah to they, the they are public. yeah they're open to the public so more. there are um they offer uh um like a 25 percent of the company 51 percent of the company as a one block to one shareholder and they also open um offer it um in a type of a public offering so you can do like a small ipo out of it like a small SPO. Gotcha. Wow. So there are different ones. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so how is uh, how, do you know anything about if the, the CMDA, the Capital Markets Agency, is planning to do any? Because I mean, uh, like, in, 
increase like uh, awareness amongst the general public about like investing or like or uh, how how to get okay. the average person so, into the market. Yeah, so what I, what I know as uh, capital markets development agency is doing great in that way. So they are I think every every week they are lecturing. Uh, they they do some uh, lectures um in uh, universities, and then uh, they also uh, created. Yeah, then so they like yeah then they created the um the Society of uh, Investment and Financial Analysts CIFA, which I became the member of, and um, uh, right. they are basically aiming. Uh, one of the aims is to promote the basically the education the analyst education and the, like capital markets finance education, and uh, they provide discounts, for example, for yeah. the. Uh, CFI programs. So if you know the CFI of them, uh, Canadian-based like uh, Edutech, they yeah. provide the um, the financial modeling valuation analyst certifications and capital markets uh, analyst certifications and uh, the one with credit and banking. So basically, they provide I think more than uh, like a fifty percent discounts, which I think around fifty percent discounts, which is really amazing. And uh, they have some plans and. Uh, basically, translating that, like making the translating their materials to Russian and Uzbek. So this would be really great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we're like uh, in Freedom Finance. We're also like we are already like doing this, uh, like the education for, uh, like uh, since we entered the market. So per year, I think we have more than like a hundred events on a. Um, to educate the public and we have like hundreds of people per year joining them and that's basically the one of the ways we attract the clients so we provide a uh, free um, free learning so we have like uh, uh, several types of learning uh, we have uh, uh, when um, people come to our office and basically we have like a game of trading with like securities in a as a type of a game, then we have like a lecture mm -hmm. uh, when, where we explain everything about the market, and then we have like a uh, like a stock exchange university, which lasts for like a week. It's like a week of lessons, and uh, well, this one is not free because <laughs> um, you trade like uh, real time in um, uh, in Uzbek and American exchanges. Yeah. That sounds great, man. So, yeah, more about freedom finance. Like, how do, so it, it seems like that's like the one of the best brokerages to get into um, and to use to start trading uh, Uzbek equities. Uh, so, is it possible to, like, uh, how does, uh, like, registering work? Because uh, uh, I think, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, totally. Like, we are, uh, we are, like, currently or pretty much uh, limited by the Uzbek, in, uh, by the infrastructure of the Uzbek market as any other broker but we're doing well we're doing our best to get it to our our own trading platform as you know for other equities like for american like european um ukrainian and uh, uh kazakh russian equities we have our own platform which gathers them all in just one platform and we're just uh, we're uh integrating the big equities there so if you just go to like TraderNet, our platform tradernet.kz and there you can uh, go to like Uzbekistan section and it already has quartz 
of course you can't buy it but yeah but well it just signifies that there are some uh, like moves in that direction yeah so uh, currently the process of registration for uh, foreign investors I think it looks like this so you um, do the power of attorney you give the power of attorney uh, for um, someone to open it in Uzbekistan if you're not here present oh, oh I see so someone has yeah. to be okay, physically there right okay yeah, um, I think like uh, during the, yeah, uh, I I'm not sure. I think during this like pandemic, there were uh, some moves to uh, really great moves to open like accounts distantly, but you still have to appear at the office at the very end, mm -hmm. just to sh like show yourself because there is no established KYC process now yet by the Tashkent Stock Exchange or regulator to do all these things, and then. Um, Actually, the, depo the depository has done really interesting things. Like, um, I think now you can, you can actually. Uh, there are some, mm, there are some annual general meetings of the shareholders that appear online, and I think you can even vote online for those resolutions. Oh, that's great! Yeah, some kind of uh, yeah, because also online, yeah, like I don't really have any mood to like drive to the like Nevo region for like one day to go to the board meeting, which is like several hours away from the Tashkent. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you see that happening? I mean, this freedom finance because I know I tried to go to the process and I just kind of got like a, I just kind of lost interest because it's just like you have to talk to someone and there you go. Uh, hand over the documents or something. I mean, I'll probably get to it. Yeah, sometime, like um, actually, uh, yeah, in Freedom Finance, but... um, um, what I like it for is you don't really have to do much yourself. Uh, like if you go to any of our, of our websites, like on any country, you will immediately have this like support button, which just automatically pop, pops up with the chat. And then you have a, just a specialist talking to you and then they will just redirect you automatically to the investment advisor. And then everything you do on the market, basically, you get an investment advisor for you. Yeah, so they'll do the whole process. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so where should like people go? Um, like maybe listeners who are interested in like uh, opening account or whatever. Uh, I mean, they'll probably have to, because it's... Uh, well, the best way is, of course, to... Come to Uzbekistan. I see that changing in the near future, but uh, I know some people who opened it from abroad, but they all gave the power of attorney. So what's the website? website that we go so, to for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, so FFI and .us is uh, the website of the Uzbek Freedom Finance. And then you just, yeah, there is a chat button and you just write yeah. there what you want and then they'll contact you. Awesome. You can also, yeah, if you're like in Uzbekistan, we have a free hotline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. All right. It's been great talking to you, dude. This, we learned a lot. Hope people listening to this get a lot of out of this uh, and a lot of insights because it's rather obscure and not, it doesn't get talked about enough. 
uh, anywhere else. So I think you're really offering like an inside look into this, given that you have experience in, in the, both the agency and the, uh, in your investment yep. bank as well. Thank you.